tell you man we are witnessing arguably the most bipolar season that the New York Yankees at least in our lifetime has ever played this is the scariest roller coaster you have ever been on with more ups and downs than I think you can write I don't think you can write this season you can't because I feel like ourselves we are becoming bipolar because of the Yankees it's like every time we come on here we have something different to say but Man, the New York Yankees again. Last last time we recorded, I think I was like, "Yeah, they're not making it." I mean, I I think eight and seven, they're not gonna make it. You know, the Blue Jays are hot; they're burning up. Ray is behind them. Vladdy's the MVP in our opinion. These guys are carrying them. The Yankees got nobody stepping up. It was a bad spot. Man, how things have changed. Uh, you know, I, what, what's the saying? What what a difference a week can make, right? <laughs> or a day, a, a day, day even. I mean, my it's God, the no, the the real famous saying is, yeah, that's baseball, Susan. And that's honestly, it. that's there's nothing more to really add to it. That's baseball. A week ago, you know, the Blue Jays looked under, like they just looked invincible. They looked destined. The Yankees, they were destined they, to do yeah, it. It's they were like, destined this, to do it. This is going to happen, and we are all just going to witness it. And you're looking at the Yankees, and you could also just see the writing on the wall there. Also, like. Yeah, they just don't look like they have it. The dugout's dead. You know, the pitching doesn't look good. Cole came Cole came out and put up a stinker. It was like, yeah, man, I don't know. It's not looking good. And we're going up into our roughest stretch of the season against Boston, Toronto, and then Tampa. It's not looking like it's going to be good. And then all of a sudden, they show up again. Like, like, like you said, the bipolar season. They've been doing this all year where it's like they, you know, they go ghost for a long period of time and then out of nowhere – they show up and start playing baseball like the team that we thought they were going to be all year. And that's basically what we've been seeing this last week. Yeah, no no doubt about it. It's it's unbelievable, really, if you think about it. Um, you know, like you said, I mean, we I know at least for me, I'll speak for myself. I was really down and out. I was down and out, man. I was looking forward. I was like, you know what, man? It is what it is. Um, the only way I saw it was like, well, I get started on the big NY News plans early. You know what I mean? Instead of just focus on baseball videos, I can really focus on what we got dropping and, and coming out in January and start putting some things together and really put an energy, more energy towards that. Um, but, hey, I'm more than welcome for the season to be extended. I'm, I'm very happy for that to happen. Like I said, at the end of the day, you know, we're always going to voice our truths on here. And I'll tell you what, I have learned from this Yankee season that I am not going to take anything for granted. I am just going to sit back and watch because all of this can continue to rise and they can go on this amazing run into the postseason potentially. Or they could run into a brick damn wall and fall back to wherever the hell they may really be. So I'm not going to take the bait. I'm excited and I'm happy. And I'm very happy that right now we have a playoff spot. Right now we're in. I mean, we're tied right now with Boston for home field advantage in a wild card game, which is huge. Got to get that game in Yankee Stadium. Got to get at the Yankee Stadium. A hundred percent. I'm glad. I'm glad you bring that up because it's big. I, I see some people, you know, on Twitter, 
and like, you know, other social media just saying, well, they just got to make sure that they're in. They just got to make sure that they're in. Yes, they do want to be in, but you also kind of want to be in control of your destiny in terms of the home field thing. Right. And I think this Boston series, as much as it was about, you know, trying to gain ground in the wild card race, it was also about that home field thing and coming out, winning those first two games, it sends, it sends a message. And it, it's, it's like, it's like, I've been going back to this statement or this comment, if you will, that DJ made a couple of weeks ago, because it's, it's very, it's very simple, but it's very spot on with this team. And DJ said, he said, we're the streakiest team in baseball. We've been bad for a little while now, but who's to say we can't get hot at the right time and go streak and take that into the playoffs and do, you know, who knows what. And he's right. He's sure. right. And that's, that's what it looks like is happening. Like they're getting, they, they may be getting hot at the right time, but you don't know. Like you said, you got to take it with a grain of salt because they've done this before where it looks like they're getting out of bed and then somebody smacks them and then they're back in bed knocked out. Yeah. So we don't know, but it's really important that they keep this present. Like a wild card game in the Bronx is very, very different from a wild card game in Fenway, Correct. from a wild card game in Toronto. Like, and, and, and honestly speaking, right. If, if by some way, shape or form, it ends up a wild card game in Toronto. I think that might be even worse than Fenway. Yeah. I'm going to put yeah. that out there. Like, honestly, that could be worse than Fenway. Yankee fans travel to Boston, and, you know, you've been seeing it this series, but Toronto's <laughs> is a little more than a hop, skip, and a jump yeah, away yeah, from yeah. New York. Yeah, you got to jump and a country. That, yeah, that will not be friendly confines, and you know how tough it is to get in there now with all the COVID yeah, and yeah. vaccine regulation. Right. I don't I don't see that being too much of a friendly atmosphere for the New York Yankees if, they, if they're hosting a wild card game right? or whatever. So you got to make sure that you finish above these guys because the Blue Jays got the season record already before this last series. Yeah, no, it's it's important. I, I mean, I don't think you can undervalue that at all. I think the Yankees playing at Yankee Stadium is key. I mean, at the end of the day, this team needs every advantage they can get, and they should be looking for every single advantage they can get. Now, look. Some may say, well, this is one of those teams that maybe they're better when their backs are against the wall. Maybe they're better when, you know, um, they're almost eliminated and most people believe like they they probably aren't going to make it. Maybe they're better that way, but you don't want to live that way, right? You don't want to live every chance like that because at the end of the day, we've also seen this team go on horrible streaks where even, let's look at it, I mean, we'll, we'll go over each game. So let's start there. Then I'll talk about game two where it's kind of the same thing, right? Without that big hit, they don't win that game. So it's a little bit still of the same for the Yankees. They just got away with uh, with a victory. So game one comes. The Yankees win 8-3. Garrett Cole improves a 16-8 with a 3.08 ERA. Nate, Nate Evaldi looked horrible. He had nothing. Thankfully, the Yankees beat him up. They did exactly what they should have done with him, which, again, is beat him up. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, again, I mean, 3-5 for five in, in the first game of the series. Four RBIs, including a three-run homer off Evaldi. Uh, Glaber Torres also getting hot. Got to give him his credit where credit's due. Anthony Rizzo looking good. Uh, bullpen was strong. Holmes looked decent that game. Peralta and Green looked good. But that was the first game of the series. I remember talking about that before we went live or anything or even recorded or or made any of the videos. I think actually my last video I did uh, was as an actual not oh, – no, it wasn't a live video, but broke down the series beforehand, and I just said the final nine, and, and this is it. And – this the first game is the the trendsetter. That's that's it. That is the statement game, and the Yankees made a statement, and it carried over in game two. And the man behind it is Giancarlo Stanton. So even looking at game two, so we get this out the way, and we can continue just to focus on what 
great things the Yankees are doing. Luis Severino picks up his first victory. Yankees win the game 5-3. to three. Chapman with the save does give up a homer. But again, in this game, the Yankees had four hits. Giancarlo Stanton, two of them. The major one being the grand slam off of Hernandez in, uh, what was that, the eighth inning. The Yankees eighth were inning. dead this game, fam. They two did not outs. look good. They were two dead outs. this inning. Two outs into the eighth inning, by the way. And I told everybody, Nick Pavetta is a very good pitcher. So don't just see a name Pavetta and think. He had a very good oh, first no, half. No, no. And Pavetta, Pavetta could get it going. Pavetta's a good pitcher, so he shut the Yankees down a bit. But King came in, looked great. Severino came in, looked great. But let's start with Stanton because I do want to talk about him. But I also want to talk about this new-look Yankee bullpen, which is a major concern we had just a couple of weeks ago about what the oh, pen's yeah. going to look like. So we oh, yeah. definitely got to stick to that. And I actually talked about that in a video. Um, but Giancarlo Stanton, Francis, yeah. you got the floor, man. Tell us yeah. about this guy. Tell us what he's meant to the world. So, and first, before I do that, guys, if you haven't seen the Final Nine video, it's actually, it's a really good video. I mean, not that we put out low-level stuff, but, you know, it's just more of the same, guys. I mean, we've been consistent all year. The Yankees haven't, but we have. So if you haven't, go check it out. There's a lot of good info Because one thing you guys got, as Montel Williams said, I'll never come whack on an old-school track. That's kind of <laughs> how we do it. No, that's fire right there. We're dating ourselves with that. <laughs> Now you already we're not know that old we, fan. We're not you already that know. Old. You already know where we come from with that. Right. No, but listen, John Carlos Stanton has been, I mean, the, the nickname Big G to me is like, okay, a lot of people probably go with it. Like, yeah, you know, because he's a, he's a big guy. He's a muscular dude. He's yeah. tall. He's whatever. Me personally, when I'm calling him Big G, I feel like it's because he's been big for this team. Right. Much. Yeah. The whole thing about, you know, booing him and everything. Listen, I'm not going to come out here and say, you guys can't boo. I'm not. You You guys already know Francis Lee is not giving you that BS. We not. We don't do that here. No. We are New York Yankee fans. We pay. We pay more than anybody else to go watch this team play. We pour more than anybody. We pay more than anybody else to have a, a cup of beer at the game Facts. for a bucket of chicken. Like so, whatever you want to do with that money that you pay for, I'm not gonna sit here and judge you for it. Yep. I just hope that it's all in you know all in good fun. So when people were booing him, whether I agreed or disagreed. I would stay indifferent, right? But at this point, what I will say is the same, as loud as some of you were booing him, make sure you're cheering him that oh, loud. Because 100%, 100%, this man has man. more than earned it, right? 100%. You, you can go back to last year, the wonky season, the wonky postseason. Listen, this guy showed up huge nine home runs in that little short span. It was ridiculous. And, and we just went, we were in the wild card series. And then the ALDS, we didn't make it past that. If we would have made it past that, we don't know how crazy he actually goes in that series because last postseason, the ball was flying. All right. right, Randy, right, Rosarena, right. Randy Rosarena was eating like a fat kid at a bakery, bro. So yep. like, you can't tell me that Big G was probably going to – he might have been able to keep it going. So he, he started this last season. He came in this year. And it's the same thing. Oh, well, we don't know. He's going to go. Oh, he's striking out. Oh, he, and he had these stretches where he looked completely lost. And I will give you guys that because we reported on that. When he looked completely lost, we were saying it. We're like, yo, G looks lost. Right. What we always said is when this guy's off, he looks like one of the worst players in baseball. But when he's on, he looks like one of the best players in baseball. And that is exactly why he's here. Now, the contract and all that, that's a different conversation. Because we can talk about his contract separate from the player that he is. Right. So I'm not even going to talk about the contract right now because to me that's a separate thing. And that's more on 
front office people, and that has less to do with Stanton than a lot of people think it does. Mm. When we talk about the player, that has to do with John Carlos Stanton. And when we're talking about that, we're talking about somebody who deserves his flowers right now. If John Carlos Stanton doesn't show up, the a way bouquet. He's up all year, yeah, a whole bouquet. Give me the whole thing. If he doesn't show up the way he showed up all season, as quiet as it's kept, the Yankees probably aren't even in position to be contending for this wild card right now. Right. A lot of people don't want to admit that. A lot of people will say, nah, because, you know, Judge has been good too, which is a fact. Judge has been good. They've been Judge awesome. Been this is the first time we've seen both of them together. Like, He's damn, this, this is a monster. This is a powerhouse. Exactly. And, and that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. This team is battling for a wild card right now, having these two great seasons from Judge and Stanton together. If Stanton doesn't turn in this effort, if Stanton hadn't been as healthy as he's been this year, we don't know if we're even in position to be contending. There was a, there was stretches this year when John Carlo was carrying the team. I think that's undeniable. The last the last couple of weeks, it's been him and Judge. Like they've been the guys. Not even. You know, for a while, it was all like, oh, these trade acquisitions. They're like really making they're making a difference, and they were, and they were, and then it kind of shifted back to the usual suspects: Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, and this last this last series, it's been all Big G. It's yep. been all Big G. Coming into this series, we were looking at Gallo, right? I'm glad you know you highlighted you highlighted Gallo too before, so I'm glad because Gallo was another one not getting his due. But this series has been about Big G, and I think the important thing to note is. Maybe he's not, maybe he's not going to go, you know, three for five with, you know, two with a double, a home run, and then like another single or something. And then maybe he's not going to do that every single game. But what I think that, what I think is important, right, that we have to notice is in the beginning, when he first got here, a lot of people were saying, yeah, Stanton hits home runs, but they're like, they're solo shots. Right, right. Or they're they're garbage time home runs. They they never really, they aren't really difference makers. This season, John Carlos Stanton leads the team in RBIs. He also has a slash line that includes an over 300 average in high leverage situations. Michael K said it on last night's broadcast. In high leverage situations, which for those who don't understand, just means clutch time. Yep. When it matters, when it matters. To put up a John shut up Carlos time, yeah. Stanton, exactly. John Next. Carlos batting over 300 with almost 10 home runs in the in those moments. Like, it's nuts. It's nuts. Like this, this guy has shown up and shown up in a major way. And it's like you said, yesterday's game, we needed that one big hit. We needed that one big moment. We didn't get it. If we didn't get it, we lose. Game's over. Not not winning that game. Listen, you could say, some people would say, oh, you know, maybe, yeah, bases loaded. Maybe, maybe, you know, we get it. Maybe we tie the game and we see what happens. Listen, you're at Fenway Park. You do not want to just tie the game. No. It was never about tying the game. John Carlos Stanton showed up in that at bat with the right approach. This guy is on the ropes. He just walked him. He just hit a he just hit a batter after going full count on him, right? He was like Rizzo scared him off the plate, which I don't know if a lot of people are gonna cover this. So I just want to throw this out there. And I know I've been rambling, but I gotta say it. That Anthony Rizzo at bat just before John Carlos Stanton. This is why Rizzo has to be on this team. He has to come back. That, he has to is, come back. That is the shit that I am talking about right there. Inject that shit into my veins. That is an at-bat. That is a professional at-bat. Anthony Rizzo crowded the plate from the first pitch of that at-bat. He was like, you're not getting this. You're not getting this. And when and when he came in, Anthony Rizzo missed. He did miss. But he put such a power home run swing on that pitch that he scared him again. Yep. He came in one time, he he puts his A swing on it, he misses, but now the pitch is like, eh, he missed, but he was on it. 
right, the same time. Right. And that might sound crazy to some of you, but like those who know the game, a pitcher is looking at that like, and he's he's not too far behind that. I better not throw that again. Or if I do throw it again, I got to make sure I get it inside enough that he can't hit it. So he does, but then he got it too inside and he hit him. And that is exactly what you want in that situation. Of course, Anthony Rizzo was looking to do damage with a ball that was left out over the plate, but it was also in the back of his mind. If I can get on base and pass this to Big G, we're in business. And that's exactly what he did. And John Carlos shows up with the right approach. This guy just hit Anthony Rizzo, right? He went full. He went. He went full count to him. They brought him in to get Rizzo out. He was never supposed to face me here. So what's going to happen is he's going to throw a get me over pitch to try to get ahead in this count, no matter what. He knows in his head, he's like, I can't fall behind to this guy. I can't have him be in the driver's seat. And John Carlos says, there's never going to be a car. Because as soon as you throw the ball, I'm going to launch it to yep. Lansdowne Street. That's that's what's going to happen, and that's what he did, and that's yeah. what he did. And again, the one of the bigger struggles for the Yankees past couple of years has been this: not right. getting the not getting the big hit. That's right. Not that's getting right. the big hit. Falls really Bay come down to that. Honestly, honestly, we've been saying it for years. Look at Tampa Bay. Their offense, yes, it looks like a well-oiled machine, like whatever. They strike out more than anybody in baseball, mm-hmm. okay? They go on runs where they score a lot of runs, but then they go on runs where they don't. So how is it that they ran away with the ALEs? Well, let me tell you, timely hitting. Yep. That's it. Whenever they needed the big hit, it's always there from somebody. The Yankees struggle for years. They would, and our streaks, when we go on these bad losing streaks, because we just can't get that hit. And last right. night was looking like that game until Giancarlo came in and delivered. So give the man... Like Pete said, give him the whole bouquet. No doubt. Bouquet. No doubt. I mean, he's been he's been tremendous. Um, everything everything you wanted Stanton to be, he's been. So let me just go over some numbers with you. And um we'll we'll just we'll take it from there with Big G. So over his last seven, three oh eight, four homers, twelve RBIs. Over his last fifteen, three twenty two, seven homers, eighteen RBIs. This is the most important time of the season, everybody. Over his last thirty. 316, 13 homers, 32 RBIs. Now, I was digging into Stanton's career as a New York Yankee. And he has four years, one of them being a COVID year, one of them also being his injured year, uh, 2019. And the 2018 was his only really full season besides this one. And he had 617 at-bats that year. He's having a better year. We are right now witnessing Giancarlo Stanton's best year as a New York Yankee. And if you really kind of dive into it a little bit, it's actually up there when he's had over 450 or so at bats, <clears throat> excuse me, one of his better years. And people may sit back and go, well, wait, Pete, hold on a second. How do you say that? Well, I'm basing it off of certain things, OPS, um, slugging percentage a little bit. Um, overall, as a season, 275 average is, is high for Stanton. He's a career 269 hitter. 275 is pretty, is pretty up there. Strikeouts aren't horrible this year. Um, home runs, yes, not one of his his most ever. But I tell you what, it's right there with his career norms, if not a little better. Usually, usually he's in the thirties. You know, thirty seven has been his most before thirty eight with the Yankees, which is his second most ever. So people tend to forget that too. Second most home runs he's ever hit was his first year with the Yankees in twenty eight in twenty eighteen. Fifty nine, of course, was the year before that, which was his MVP season with the with the Marlins. But he's having one of his best seasons. And Francis, you hit it on the head. When 
his back's been well, his team's back been against the wall, and he's the guy up to make something happen. He's been really good. He's been really, really good. And I do want to throw a shout out here to Arby. If you remember, one of the things Arby talked about in our trade deadline special was that Stanton needed to be in the outfield because he feels that really affects him. That's why maybe there's been some of the leg issues. Um, you know, and I kind of confirmed that a little bit with my with my report I put out the other day talking about the Yankees' potential offseason moves. Um, words coming direct from the mouth of somebody who would really know. And, oh, it's true because I got to hear it. So it, it's mm. very, very true. Um, there's definitely things bothering Stanton that he's played through. You know, um, when it comes to leg stuff, that's why you don't see him hustling as much. That's why he's been a DH a lot. They don't expect him just to be a DH for good. He doesn't want to be a DH for good. He's mentioned that mm-hmm. before. He's on the field because he wants to play. And however that he's is, a young is, guy. is how he's going to do it. Exactly. And yeah. he's a young guy. So, I mean, he's really picked it up, though. I mean, you you heard those numbers over the last 30 games. Yeah. No, but just been phenomenal. But just overall as a player, I mean, he has been so good. And, and, and there's not much else I can really say about him. Besides, one thing I love about Stan, even when he's bad, when, when he's going through one of these rough patches, the one thing you can never take away from him, right? He never loses his confidence. Nope. He never loses his confidence. He'll be there looking to have the worst at-bats ever, and he'll be like, yeah, I was bad today. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. I know. I yeah. get it. I get it. I love that. I, but I'm not going to run. I'm not going to go, you know, hey, guys, I'm, I'm dipping out early today. No. He doesn't do that. He faces it. He faces it all day. He's cool with facing. He's actually, he wants to face it. Like He wants to be like, yeah, I know I suck right now because I know what I'm going to do later. And look, yeah. I haven't been the biggest Stanton fan. I'm, the, I'm, I'm saying it right now. I said it recently. I think he's been a disappointment for the Yankees either because one, he hasn't been on the field enough. He's been injured and that's part of his career. Two, I was very upset that they got a DH. I don't want him to be mm-hmm. that. We, none of us want him to be that. Nobody wants a $27 million DH. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. And again, we are basing this guy not necessarily off career norms. We were basing it off of 2017 when he was a giant of baseball. 59 homers. He's coming here with Judge like, damn, these guys might hit 100 together. Damn. I mean, that's what we expected. Did we not? Wasn't that all the talk? They're going to be the, they're going to hit, you know, we got a chance of two players having 100 homers themselves. That yeah. was the conversation. That's what we, we believe could happen. We yeah. haven't got that. But damn, am I not happy to see the judge and Stanton we have gotten this year. Yeah. And also, including Pops. I'm going I'm to I'm throw something at Pops here. Pops likes to talk a lot of trash on guys like Gallo. He's not a big fan of Gallo. If we are seeing anything right now from Joey Gallo, you better be hella happy what could happen next year. Oh, for sure. I'm just jumping into that. I'm jumping on that train right now, and I'm riding it into next year. Yes, we got playoff games up. Yes, we got big things coming up for this ball club, but I'm looking forward because I'm always a forward thinker. I'm always thinking what could happen in a year or so. And I'm looking at what Anthony Rizzo has meant to this team. So, yes, I put the report out. Folks, I heard the words that so-and-so is disappointed in Anthony Rizzo and his play. I don't know what the hell you're disappointed in. Maybe you were looking for a little more. But I tell you what, you could send Tim's ass home and let Rizzo do the job. Oh, that's Because a fact. whatever the frig has happened, Anthony Rizzo has done one thing. He's talked in the dugout. He's talked to the player. Every time you see Rizzo, is he not talking with Judge? Is he not talking oh, yeah. with G? Is he not out early with uh, Gallo? That's been reported now. 
Yeah. That he's the one who got Joey Gallo to hey, man, crowd the plate. I was going to say that. I was going to say and it. And there's footage. It's undeniable. Howard Reynolds. Howard undeniable. Reynolds did a tremendous job. I watched there's it. I, foot, said, I, I said, I, yeah. Yep. And I'm, I watched I, the same video. And I was trying to, it's funny because I watched the same video and I was trying to figure it out too because I saw Gallo getting hot. Yep. And I noticed something yep. different, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, he looks different in the box. I thought it was where he was holding his hands. I swore it was where his hands were. And then Harold put it out and he put it together. No. Rizzo got him to crowd the box and it it changes everything. And I try to pick up on those things because, you know, I, I usually, for whatever reason, I could just be like, oh, that looks different. Let me see. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see anything. Yeah, me neither. I didn't see I nothing with them. I did it. But you know what it is? It's the feet. And yes. so, like, we're not, like, we're watching the game. Like, we're trained. We're looking at the arms. We're looking at the hands. We're looking at the strike zone where the catcher's setting up, right? It's, it's like the feet are, like, the last thing you look at. And then when Harold pointed it out, it's like, oh, my God. It's so clear as day. And it's His true because. moved in. Yeah, and if you watch him, right? If you really watch Joey Gallo, he was a sucker for the outside pitch. Can't get That's to true. it. Couldn't yep. get to it. Couldn't get the barrel of it. If he got to it, it ain't going nowhere. It's not doing nothing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe he lines or, or dribbles a base hit the left field. That might be the best you could get from that. Now, yeah. if you hit the outside corner, my man's barreling it. He's yeah. barreling it. And Putting I've always said seats. this. Remember, I think I was saying it on here. I was saying, but he's 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 strange because you could tell he's just a way better athlete than what I even thought. Oh, this yeah. guy could easily hit 240. I believe that. I really oh, believe 230. Sure. 230. Him hitting 200, I was like, he's not getting the most of who he is. And everybody's like, ah, that's who he that is who he is, but there's improvement there. Yeah, there's who he improvement is on, there. On, on Texas. You gotta remember organizations exactly. where you come up, all that stuff matters. All that so, stuff matters. Looking at his numbers too, real quickly. This is something I wanted to I wanted to, to to take a look at. You look at when Gallo was struggling. This is also combined with the numbers now. Hmm. What you see that he is doing now is he's not only home run or strikeout. He's mm-hmm. getting hits. Yep. This is something. Honestly, look his career numbers up. Gallo has never done it. He's never been a guy to say I'm a I'm a lack I'm a, I'm a load up. You know. 30 doubles, and, and I'm going to have a bunch of singles this year. Never does it. He's not mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah. So in his last 15, 256, 11, seven of his 11 hits are home runs. 256, though. Okay? Mm-hmm. Last seven, 273. Half of his hits are homers. Three of the six. But 273, 385, 727. 256, 340, 767. Yeah. If in your mind you are not certain that this could be who Joey Gallo could become, I'm telling you right now, think again, because this guy is not somebody said, well, he's uh he's basically Adam Dunn. No, he's not. Oh, no, God. he's not. That's a horrible comparison. He's not. Come on. Joey Gallo's arguably the most athletic guy in his ball club right now. Or you could make that argument. Yeah, I mean, you can his, 100% make that argument. His body yeah. type is, is completely different. He's not a he's not a big lardy guy. He could run. He's in a tremendous shape. Nah. He, he has the perfect frame for a perfect ball player. Perfect frame. Perfect he's frame. He's like the perfect frame for a ball player, outfielder like he and his frame has held up throughout his career. There's one thing you can't really say with Joey got like look at him. He's been a gamer. He's been out there. He's he's always going to why? Because look at his frame. Like he's just built to be out there every day like that's that's the that what we said about judging and, and Stanton a lot of times was like that we don't know how this big bulky thing is gonna work the last two years the whole thing with Cressy has been 
you know, let's get them to do yoga. Let's get them to maybe lean, you know, trim That's a little it. and get a little bit leaner to get, frame, well, yep. get leaner and get slimmer. Who do they start to look more like? They start looking more like guys like Joey Gallo. Yep. Who, Joey Gallo, it's not that he's not muscular. Joey Gallo is very muscular. He's, he's just in lean. Great he's ripped. Yeah. Shape, yeah, you can tell. But he's lean. He's yep. lean. He's in, he's, he looks like a ball player. And that frame holds up. It yep. holds up. Yep. And so Stanton this year, and again, this is not taking away anything from what Stanton has done. So I know we're, we're focusing on a lot of other guys too. Yeah. Giancarlo Stanton's been the star guy. I mean, uh, the, the Yankees, if the Yankees get into the playoffs, you got one man to thank. No matter what happens going forward. If these first two games doesn't happen with Big G, you don't got a season. This is a oh, whole yeah. different conversation, guys. I said it. I yeah. said that game one needs to be. And look, Cole wasn't good. Cole wasn't good. I don't I think Cole was, was terrific. He was decent. I was gonna, I was gonna say he was good. That's what I was, I was saying. Cole was good. He wasn't elite. He wasn't him. He he yeah, battled. He, was, he got us. It, it wasn't like the ace performance that we were like, yeah, we need him Correct. to be an ace. Like tonight. I was saying, I said yeah. that he has to go out there and dominate these boys, and not make shove, them feel nothing. Exactly. Just shut them down because I wanted them to have that fear of well, if we do have a postseason game against these dudes, that was the last before. Damn. Now they're yeah. like, I mean, we did score three. We. Yeah. We got him. I mean, it wasn't his best performance. We we get the call. We know we could be cold. Yeah. And on top of that, people also forget about. If I'm wrong, I might be wrong. Correct me, please. Anybody who hears it, Thurness or Francis, maybe you might. I think this was his first ever win at Fenway. It was. Yeah. I'm so pretty sure it was. That's another thing. If that's the case, that's. I mean, Boston could still go in there and be like, I mean, he never really wins against us. The first time he did it, and we still had a decent game. Yeah, you know we can get to this dude. They gotta have a yeah. level of confidence about themselves. But Giancarlo yeah. Stanton kind of wiped that slate clean. He really oh, yeah. said, "Boys, get on my back." Look, Judge has been struggling the last seven games. He's been struggling. Stanton yeah. stepped it up. Gallo has stepped it up. Rizzo's oh, yeah. starting to step it up. Glaber Torres, believe it's it or not, is starting to step it up. Yeah, quiet, quietly, quietly, which is, which is what he needs to do at this point. It's very simple. I I'm still gonna stick to you know my assessment that look, personally, I think that the team is better without him on. Well, a hundred percent without him playing shortstop. That oh, is undoubtedly that'll never that never be not, a short again. That'll never be there again. Negotiable. Yeah. And I'm very happy that it, it, the front office finally realized that. It's unfortunate that we realized this like two years ago, and they just realized <laughs> right. it now. But it's been realized, so that's good. If you are going to stay with him and it's going to be at second base, okay, but then you you need to figure it out because again, like yes, Gio's great, Gio, but I don't think we can go into next year and just say yeah, Gio Rochelle is our shortstop. Like, no, that can't that so won't it, happen again. It's the I think it it will ultimately end up being the same thing. Like and can I can I add one thing too? You yeah. also don't want to go into the year as DJ LeMayo being your starting third baseman. So no, they they got some no. they got some big big. Thoughts to yeah, make in the offseason. And we'll get to all that know, stuff yeah. eventually. I don't too. know. Yeah, again, that's that's for the offseason video. We're going to have to brainstorm that. But speaking about the present, Gleyber Torres has been starting to look a little bit more like Gleyber Torres. He's been hitting the ball. He's been squaring up the ball. He's been, you know, his approach hasn't been like this, this, that, that weak under, like popping out to second base. Yeah, it's happened here and there. But for the most part, his approach has been a lot better. He's got a little hidden streak going. He's 
he's looking he's looking good and yeah the now the you know the broadcasters are all saying oh you can tell there's a noticeable difference you know now that he's at second base you, you know maybe maybe that's what it is we don't know like you know Aaron Boone says there's no way to quantify that and Glaber says there's no way to quantify that listen you guys don't have to put a name on it that's what the designated spitters are here for Facts. we'll put a name on it this is a hundred percent happening because he's not playing shortstop right okay this is what we've been saying and this is exactly why it's happening this is a hundred percent happening because he is not the starting shortstop anymore. Make no mistake about it. They will not admit that because to say that on live television would mean that they made a mistake and they do not admit mistakes. Yep. They just don't. Yep. But we spit the facts. So we're not going to lie to you. What you're seeing from Gleyber Torres is a hundred percent correlated with the fact that he is the starting second baseman and not the starting shortstop. Yep. That is a fact. And you cannot play that game of, oh, maybe next year we'll ease him back into that role. No, no get out of here with they, that. They shit. won't, they won't. I don't think yeah, that, he's mm-hmm. he's he's never gonna sniff shortstop again. Not on the Yankees, at least. They, at they, least they not, won't and, go and down that again. That's been learned. Should, it shouldn't be. I um, think he can't. That's too it's just it's too much pressure. And per my understanding, him. that actually came from all the way up top. So that's a Steinbrenner type thing, according according to if you believe um what's his name? Um uh, Ken, whatever, not Ken Rosenthal, the other Yankee guy, Davidoff. I think Davidoff? it was, I think it was Davidoff. Yeah, who put that out there that said that it was actually Yankees brass that were fed up with him, and that said they demanded a change. Well, amazing. If he get back there, so that wasn't amazing. Brian Cashman, because if it was Brian Cashman, guys, it would have been done. It would have been done already. So oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think that was him. I think that came from that was a that was more of an executive decision. Maybe, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe little Steins up there getting a little bit uh, a bit more involved in the game, but. If you look at his numbers, I'll tell you what. I'm going to I'm gonna say it right here because, Francis, you know how we are. Sometimes yeah. we might have a different opinion on things, but we're just going to keep it true. Yeah. I stick to my guns. Glaber is ass, and I'm going <laughs> to stick to it. I'm not backing yeah. away from it. I'm not. Let me yeah. tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I'm not shitting on Glaber. Look, I'm very happy with Glaber Torres, but Glaber Torres is still not playing like the guy we thought he would be. I'm just keeping yeah. it real. I see his at-bats, and even me and Joe were in the chat. We were talking about it the other day. He he got that double down the line the other day. It was one of the worst swings I ever saw. He's still <laughs> he's still not the guy that we saw that was hitting the thirty homers in the in the. His swing was just better. Something is up with Glaber Torres' swing where he does not drive the ball no more. Yeah. He's not hitting these liners all over the place. He's still oh, getting yeah. blue pits. He's still getting these little little grounders that get through. But I'll give him credit here. Yes, we're not seeing the power. The slugging percentage is very very down, even while he's been hot. We're still not seeing that. We're still not seeing the doubles machine, the, the home runs. We're, we're not seeing the extra base hits. Over his last 30, two home runs, but he's hitting 299. He has an on-base percentage of 342. That is good. That is good. His last what? 15, 321 average, two homers. Um, Yeah, two homers, 387 on-base percentage. He's getting better yeah. when it comes to average and on-base. Last seven, 346 average. 414 on base percentage, one home run, four RBIs, nine hits. Yeah. Um, but you can see the majority of the hits are singles. So if you go to the last 30, 32 hits, two home runs. I don't have the doubles in there, but on the year, he only has 20 doubles. So I know all those didn't come recently. Um, those yeah. have been you know, throughout the whole season. Sprinkled but in. OPS, you know, is still extremely low, 692. And I know he started slow. And, all, and guys, look, I am not at all shitting on Glaber Torres. It's the same conversation that I had for years when it came to Gary Sanchez. There's no difference. I never I never flip-flopped at all. 
I've just said the potential's there. Potential means shit if you don't show it. Potential means nothing if you don't show it. Matter of fact, we'll go to the Bronx Tale. One of the greatest hmm. quotes from that movie is, uh, is uh, wasted talent. That's the wasted worst thing talent. in life is wasted talent. That's the worst thing you can have in life is wasted talent. Gary Sanchez got all the talent in the world. Maybe he hasn't wasted it. Maybe it's just bigger than what we thought it was. Maybe oh, it's, yeah. maybe we blew him up bigger than what we thought because how he started. And that's just how the game is. Glaber think- Torres, maybe he's not the player of 20, whatever it was, the, 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 the season he had all these homers. Maybe that's not the guy that he's going to be. Maybe he's never going to be a 30 homer hitter in there. He's never going to hit 25 yearly. Maybe yeah. he can hit a higher average and hit 10 to 15, 15 to 20 a year. That's great for a second baseman. Everybody would accept that. I yeah. just need to see the consistency before I'm hopping up and down saying, oh, Glaber's back. He's 24. He's this, he's that. That's bullshit, guys. Because guess what? Why are we the only cats talking about our 24-year-olds maybe playing to that potential when there's other guys 21, 22, 23, 24 that do it year after year? We're the yeah. only guys that dial back and go, well, he's still young. Baseball's a young man's game more than now than ever. All these oh, guys are sure. doing that's why they're getting paid now. Come on. Come on. I don't it. want to hear couple, that no more. A, a, couple of year, a couple of years ago, you would have been talking about... No, not you. We we would have been <clears> speaking about Gleyber Torres possibly getting an early extension. Like, of course. Like, like Acuna, like, like uh, Tatis. Like, all got, he, like he, was in the, he was in those conversations. He was in those conversations. He's the best like, young players they in baseball. They were saying he's one of the... He's, it's him. It's Juan Soto. It's, it's, it's Tatis. It's... It's all these guys they were talking about, and then and then he just fell completely out of that out of that talk. Why? Because Acuna kept showing up, Juan Soto kept showing up, Tatis keeps showing up, and Glaber did not. And yeah, maybe you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can factor into it. Um, we spoke about it uh, last week, right? That that the Padres had that blow up in the dugout, and Machado was screaming at uh, Tatis or whatever. I think Machado's been one of the best things that could ever happen to Fernando Tatis. Why? Because he holds that kid accountable. He knows that yeah, it's very easy for you to think you've arrived, you got paid, you're one of the biggest stars in the game. It's you arguably the the biggest star in the game right now. Yeah. I mean, let Jeff Passan tell it. It's the <laughs> two way guy. But of course, you're you're up there. Right, it's easy to let that get to your head and make you think that you've done something. But let me tell you something, buddy. You ain't done shit. You ain't won an MVP yet. You ain't won a ring yet. You ain't won like you know. You, you you're haven't not won taking a your team to postseason this year. You're not. You know. You haven't carried your team in in October yet. You haven't done any of this yet. Right. It's not about you. That's what he kept. That's what he was screaming to him. It's not about you. Like maybe if Glaber Torres had somebody who could do that, and I'm not saying he doesn't have someone who can do it. I just feel like he's on an organization where that would be frowned upon. If someone actually held him accountable and said, hey, Glaber, yeah, I know you had that great year a couple of years back and you beat up on Baltimore and padded your stats, but we didn't win a ring that year. You didn't win an MVP that yep. year. We didn't do shit in the playoffs that year. Like it's 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 a nice, you know, it looks nice on your career stat line that one season, but like bear, bear down, bro. Like you haven't done shit yet. Like let's get it together. Like. Get back in the lab. Something's off with your swing. Like whatever. Like listen. Look at some video. Get some. Get your stuff together. Because right now, it's not it doesn't it. look. T- it doesn't look tight out there. Yeah. But you know, it, it, as I'm saying, you. I feel like you see it. And even with other guys, maybe you guys, maybe you don't see it as often or whatever. But trust me, Juan Soto's been in the Nationals. Okay. Oh my god. Before before this season, before this season, the Nationals have tons of veteran guys who Soto could go to and speak to and who I'm sure were going to Soto and speaking to him. 
you know, whenever whenever he was, uh, you know, losing it a little bit at the plate and saying, hey, man, look, yeah, you definitely have all the talent. All the talent is there, but keep your head in the game. Yeah, keep your head in the game. You know, your, your swing's looking a little this, it's looking a little that, get it to get, whatever. I feel like when you can see the difference from the young players who have that and who don't. Yep. Like, yeah, Acuna's great, right? Acuna also plays on a team with Freddie Freeman, who as happy, you know, as happy-go-lucky and has, you know, I love baseball and all that stuff, as it seems like he is on the field, Freddie business, uh, Freddie, <laughs> Freddie Freeman is all business when it comes no to the game. Yeah, he does not take that lightly. He doesn't take this game lightly. That's why he is. That's why he is who he is. That's why he's having the career that he's having because he's on it. And I'm sure that if he sees a guy like Acuna coming up, struggling, whatever, he's gonna go. He's gonna say, "Hey, bro, like, let's get this together. Let's you know figure this out. You know what I mean?" And I, I like it. I feel like you know with Glaber. Maybe that, you know, that opportunity is no longer here. Maybe that ship has sailed. And that's my that's my thing. It's just like it's not so much that we don't think he's going to be a good player. Same thing with Gary. It's like they they may go on to have phenomenal seasons after this. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel like it would be somewhere else because right. I don't I don't look at Glaber Torres anymore and look at somebody who absolutely positively has to be in this lineup for us to win a ring. Correct. Correct. And it's the same thing with Gary Sanchez. It's not like the way I look at Aaron Judge. To me, I look at Aaron Judge and it's like that guy has to be on this team. He is a championship player. Like he needs to be here. Yeah. Right. I there was a there was a fleeting moment where I thought the same with Glaber. I thought I was like him. Yeah, for sure. He's got to be here. I don't feel that way today anymore. Yeah. I, I just don't feel that way today anymore. And when you sign DJ <clears throat> to that deal and you have Aaron Judge looming also in free agency, and you have an infield that's literally like all over the place right now. I don't know how you commit to a guy like Glaber right now. Even it's if hard. he's having a little resurgence right now. Yeah. And we appreciate it, like you said, because we're Yankee fans. Yep. So he's doing it right now for us. So I'm not going to say, oh, I don't care. No, I care because it matters because well, every game matters. It's it's good, too, because he's also doing it for himself. And it's good for that's the Yankees fact. that he's doing it. That's because whether or not they decide that he's coming back next year or not, you want him to perform a little bit where, you know, other teams are willing to say, yeah, we'll take him. You know, we'll take him on. So, oh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to the offseason and all that, man, we are, we're going to have videos galore on that. And there's so much to talk about, so many different scenarios oh, yeah. that you could come up with. Um, but the one thing the Yankees definitely will have to do is figure out that infield. There's, there's no doubt about that. They'll have to figure that out. Um, and Big who may questions. be in it, who may not be in it. Those are those are serious questions the Yankees are going to have to answer. But one of the things that looked like a real bright spot for the New York Yankees going forward is what I'm just I'm just about to throw out some names right now. And then, France, you tell me what I'm talking about. Hmm. Chapman, Herman, Severino, Holmes, King, Peralta, Rodriguez, so on, so on, so on. Yeah. I think I'm talking about the Yankees bullpen. That bullpen. That yes, we just maybe, I don't know if it was the last show or the show before that, we're talking about how that could really shape up to be a bad spot for the Yankees. How yeah. it could really be a negative. Luis Severino looks terrific out of the bullpen. And I talked about yeah, I, I, I remember, remember we were saying it. We said the best case scenario is what? He comes out of the bullpen. That's bullpen. the Forget the rotation. It's way too late to go trying to get this dude to throw 100 pitches, trying to get him through four. On top of that, you're not 10 games up in the division to do that. Mm-mm. You you need him where he'll be his best. And right now, it is a fact. Now it is fact. It's proven. When he's in the pen, Luis Severino is filthy. He's filthy. Yeah. His career numbers out the bullpen are stupid. 
are stupid. Yeah. Domingo Herman, I think, will be the same thing. Michael King is the new Green. When Green was just dominating. That's Michael yep. King now. Oh, yeah. That's what we're seeing Michael King. Clay Holmes is probably one of the most underrated trades at the deadline in all of baseball. In all of baseball. And I'm I think happy. He has to be the most. And I'm happy. You know why I'm happy? Because I could have very well jumped the gun and said, oh, park, park, park. Thankfully, I wasn't able to. And I'll tell you why I wasn't able to. Because I had a friend in Pittsburgh that said, Pete, <laughs> before you say anything, can I give you some insight on Holmes? And I said, cool. Mm. And he told me, if this, this is what you can go back and look at it, guys. If his control, can, if he could get his control under control, so to say, <laughs> he could be elite. Those are the words. Go look it up. The dude told me, and man, um, oh my God, I want to say his name. I want to say he is a Twitter guy. So we always talk about the Pirates until he actually hooked me up with some people too out there in Pittsburgh that give me information on players. Um, Gregory. Gregory, his last name is Gregory. Damn, I think it might be David Gregory. Um, but he told me flat out. He was like, Pete, the dude is elite if he can throw. If he could throw strikes and the Yankees would get him to that point, he is overly elite. And the one thing he has done much better with the Yankees is strike guys out. Oh, and yeah. it's due to the command. He's not throwing everything away. Whatever Matt Blake has done this year, keep doing it. I don't oh, yeah. care if it's the like they did the gas station, the 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 fucking hot dog stand. I don't <laughs> care what you want to start calling these things. Oh yeah. The fire grill, it don't matter. I don't oh, yeah. keep keep doing it. Something and is finally working, especially him. Francis, especially though with the younger guys that got potential. You're seeing it here finally. Yeah, you are. That's big. That's a fact. That's big. That is a that is a fact. That is a fact. I remember saying this about King early on, I think earlier in the year like when they first were bringing him up like before the injury and stuff. I was like it, he keeps he keeps coming in, he keeps showing stuff like this. I, it's going to be real hard to like keep Chad Green in that position because King King is he's looking like that guy and that's what he's been. Um the injury I you know looked like it was going to be a little setback, kept him out a while, a little bit longer than we wanted, but he's back and he's continuing to do it. I will say this, um, and you don't often hear me say this. It's very rare. I will give kudos to Boone or whoever the hell it is. Obviously, it's not Boone in my opinion, but whoever it is making the decisions on when to pull guys and to bring guys in. The last week or so, seven to ten days, they've been pretty spot on. Yeah. They've been pretty spot on. I like, agree. I've been watching it. And I'm like, okay, I can see it. I can see, it. like, you know, something that happened. Um, I don't know. Was it last night's game, game two against the Red Sox, or game one? No, I think it was game two. Right, King pitched yesterday, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yes, one of these, one of the things that happened, and this doesn't always happen with the Yankees because it seems like we're always reacting to everything and not being proactive. But one thing that happened last night that went unsung, I think, they had King getting up early they had yep. king warming up early nestor wasn't quite at the end of his rope yet but it was it was already planning ahead it was a very tampa bay rays move right mm. it was a very dodger move it was a very it was a very red Sox move where it's like you see okay like right now it's there but we know a couple batters from now it'll probably 
Let's get him in. Let's get him warming up. We know he's the guy we want to go to. Let's give him the time so he can get his full warm up in and not warm up in a hurry because we got a situation with runners on and whatever. Gave King his time to warm up. King comes in ready to go and he does what he's supposed to do. Yep. He does what he's supposed to do. And then as his wheels are falling off, they have Seve. They have Seve getting ready. Oh, yeah. Lucky and first. Lucky came in and got out of it. Exactly. And so they had, well, they had, Seve was ready for the clean. So, so when King came in, when King came in, Aaron Marconi saying they're going to go to a lefty here. He's like, I think right. it's Lickie, right? Which as soon as he said lefty, I'm like, they're going to go Lickie. I don't think they're going to go Wandy because they went Wandy already. So they're going to go Lickie here. But it's like, because the way Cone was calling it, it's like, you see how Cone's calling it? It's because that's what makes sense. Yep. That's what makes sense. You have King here. He's your bulk guy. Lickie's going to come in, right? For the one batter, two batter thing. If it gets sticky, you get him and he gets you out of an inning. And then from there, you go to Sevy with a clean inning. You bring right? up a good point. Uh, I, I just want to I want to throw it out there before you continue, though, mm. because just about what maybe two weeks or so ago, we wouldn't see Sevy there. We'd see Heaney, Romano, or Krisky. Let's be real. That's no, why we were fact. getting so mad as fans because it's we're like, fact. bro, it's a you cats got like a three run lead. Two, what are you doing? Like, why are you, are you giving this game away? Like, we know that yeah. as fans, and that's why yeah. we're ripping our hair. That's why I'm sitting at there fire Boone. I'm sitting here. Screaming yeah. in the mic like a damn nutcase because yeah. I know what the fans think. They're thinking the same shit as I am. Yeah. Why the hell would you do that? Like, boom, do you even want to win? How do you how do you go to because last night, and I'm glad you I'm glad you said that name. Because last night was that night where in my head, the name that kept popping into my head was Andrew Heaney. I'm like, they're gonna pitch him at some point in this fucking game. Son I of just, a bitch. I just, That's exactly I like, what I, I just I was like, yep. I just Feel it like it just look because that this is how the Yankees have managed their games all year. Facts. Like this is how it's been, and up until this series, this is what it would look like. Heaney would come into that game, even if we're oh, down, no even whatever, and it's a close game. No he would have came in and he would have got blown up and would have been right. out of reach, and it wouldn't have mattered. John Carlos, right. it, we probably ne- it, it probably never happens because momentum is a big thing. But Sevy comes in, bottom seven, strikes out a guy, walks a guy, then gets the last two keeps the game right where it is, right? Keeps the game right where it is. And then bam, top of the eight half, top of the eighth happens. The John Carlo grandson, big, big deal, right? It's like, damn, what are you going to do? Even the Broncos said, okay, so if you're the Yankees, now you got to figure out how you're going to close out this game. It's like, Seve was there. Seve is a starter. He's not fully stretched out to be a starter, but we do need to see what we're going to get from him as a bullpen guy. Yep. A couple weeks ago, even if Sevy is up and he comes and pitches that seventh the way he did, a couple weeks ago they would have pulled him. Yeah, that's right. That's him. right. He, he wouldn't have got that second. He wouldn't inning. have got the chance. They no. got that second inning, but for whatever reason, and who knows? Maybe this is a little bit of what uh, Ozzy Junior was saying that if Boone knows he's going to go out, whatever, maybe he got to do things his own way. At least towards the end, who knows? I have no idea who made this decision. And we'll probably never the, know that. We'll ne- <laughs> to be we'll honest, probably ne- we'll probably never, we'll probably never know. know. But it was the right thing. It was the right thing. It It was was the the right right thing thing to say, keep this guy in, let him go in the eighth. Let's see if it gets dicey. If it gets dicey, we'll move. And then what? And and you saw for once they were being proactive because he was in there. Who was up? They had Joelly up. Yep. Joelly was up and he was getting ready just in case. And look, man, I mean, the thing is that fans kind of get upset about is that one thing they'll never be able to say about us is that like we. We tend to always flip flop on our words. We don't because even if you go back to look, I've been a huge Aaron Boone criticizer, but I won't sit here and not give him credit 
Because yeah. people, you know, when people like when I criticize, well, Pete, you know, it's not him. I don't give a shit if it's not him now. Whoever the hell did yeah. it, it was the whoever right call. It is. Yeah, so I don't give a shit. Is. So at the end of the day, I believe, unfortunately for the manager, team struggles. It's on you. Team does good. It's on you. So guess yeah. what? I give Boone his credit. Whether it's him yeah. or not, good, yeah. go, good job. Who's ever calling these things right now, good. Good, there good, was also good, good. there was also one my last thing and I also got to give credit to again either Boone or whoever's making these decisions. There was a situation I don't know if it wasn't the seventh I think it was the sixth where we had runners on first and second, nobody out, right? And John Carlos Stanton was the runner at second, right? And immediately the broadcast starts saying that right now you're down or we were down two one or two to nothing. Either way, it was a, either a two-run game or a one-run game. It was a close game, and Stanton was your lead runner in a in with with runners on first or second, nobody out. And the broadcast starts saying, "Well, what do you do? Do you do you even do you even entertain the thought of pinch running for Stanton here so that you can maybe like steal a run, like using speed or whatever?" Right? This is a idiotic cockamamie. Not saying that Cohen is saying this because he's an idiot or cockamamie. No, no, right, no. Right, right. Let me tell you why David. Let me tell you why David Cohen was saying this. Because this is what the Yankees were doing all yep. year. This is the stupid shit that they would do. Oh my God, Stanton's at second. Like we 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 need runs. So oh, maybe, maybe we get some speed in there. I don't know. Go to Tyler Wade. Get Darth Wader. He has to come in. We <laughs> press the, the button. The force is strong the, with that one. Like, he has to come. So this is why Cohen suggested it. But they didn't do it. They left. They left Stanton in there. Yeah. And that inning, that inning d- doesn't even materialize to anything. I don't think we even scored a run because it was no. like a. We ended up getting like a double play oh, and like did, a right. pop out or some shit like that That's or whatever. Right. But regardless, they stuck with Stanton in there. And the reason that they stuck with Stanton in this because they said, we know what this guy does at Fenway Park. We know the damage that he does. We can't take, we can't afford to take him out of the lineup here. Even if his speed might hinder us from stealing a run here, his bat might get us the runs that we need later on, which is exactly what it did. That's right. Which is exactly what it did. So credit to whoever it's been. Credit to whoever it's been because these are the moves. It seems very simple. It seems like they, they don't impact the game too much one way or the other, yep. right? But it does. It definitely it makes does. all the difference. Oh, big time. It makes time. all the difference. So let's put our, um, well, not, not, even, not even crystal ball here. Let's just look forward. We only got seven games yeah. left, right? Today's exactly. game is Montgomery versus Rodriguez. Before we talk about that, Let's go ahead and look at the standings right now. We do know that the Toronto Blue Jays right now are at the bottom of the first inning. They're playing the Minnesota Twins. So, guys, by the time you watch this, that game may be over, maybe close to being over. I have an idea who might win. But also, too, we will know who the winner of this game is before the Yankees play. And that's significant because the Yankees right now are tied for the first spot, home field advantage, with the Boston Red Sox. Who they play today? Destiny's in their hands. The Toronto Blue Jays are uh, two games out. They're playing the Twins right now. They are two games out of that spot. The Seattle Mariners are three. Oakland's four. I think right now, the three best teams out of all those five are the Yankees, Boston, and Toronto. I think everybody agrees with that. Francis, you agree with that? 100%. I think we, we all are on the same um, same boat with that one. So, oh, yeah. But looking forward here, the Yankees also got three games against the Blue Jays. So, guys, here's all I'm saying. The Red Sox schedule is very easy. Before you start hopping up and down, remember, the New York Yankees have to win games. They have to keep winning. That's the crazy thing and why we're so amped and pumped for 
every game going forward. That's why I said that final nine. Today's the final seven. Tomorrow will be the final six. Five, four, three, two. It could come down to those last couple of games against arguably the best team in American League. Yeah. So all I'm saying here is don't count your chickens before they hatch because today's a new game. Stands oh, yeah. kept us uh, in there, but we need to continue to win. The run differentials of the of the best teams in baseball. Let me tell you what it would be real quick, France, before I let you hop on to talk about oh, yeah. um, moving forward, especially uh, talking about Monty and Rodriguez today and what that game could look like, mm-hmm. is this right here. Run differential is very important when it comes to what your record should be. Maybe how good your pitching is and how good your offense is and, and everything that falls in line with that. We know it might be a little strange for the Yankees because they just haven't scored a lot, but they pitch great. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that the Yankees have a plus 41 run differential. I'm kind of shocked by that because they barely ever scored. It just tells you how good their pitching's been. But the best teams in the American League right now, Tampa Bay's run differential is 190. Mm -hmm. Houston's run differential is 206. The White Sox run differential is 140. Now, these are all teams already with 90-plus wins. Mm -hmm. All teams already with 90-plus wins. Out of the three big teams right now, that are in the postseason hunt, the Yankees, Boston, and Toronto, Toronto has by far, by far, four times greater than the Yankees, two times greater than the Red Sox, plus 169 run differential. Their record per that should be about 94 wins right now, meaning they will be very close to the race. It's not, so it doesn't matter. That goes out the window. Who gives a shit? The reason why I'm saying this right now it tells you how dangerous they are. Mm-hmm. So if you see this team struggle against the Twins, and you're like, oh, the Twins are beating them up. Okay. Our season's only where it's at because we struggled against shit this year. Lost eight games to the Orioles. To the Orioles. So what I'm saying here is don't count your chickens before they hatch. We still got to play oh, no, those no. Blue Jays. The it's Blue Jays still got a lot of game, a couple of games to go like we do. They win today. They come out with that offense again Calm down, because I see a lot of people say, oh, I'm getting where we going for the postseason. Calm down. Stranger things have happened, one. And two, out of those three teams, the best offense is the Blue Jays, especially when they get going. I don't think there's any denying that the Yankees' offense is good. We just haven't seen it. We just haven't seen it on a consistent basis enough to be like, we're going to score seven runs the rest of the way. We're going to score, even yesterday. Yesterday had four hits. The, the Red Sox bullpen, let me just tell you guys this real quick. I forgot how many innings they threw. I was, I think it was around four or so, maybe three point three, three and two thirds, maybe something like that. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me again. But remember this: they got one hit. That was the biggest hit of the game, but they got one hit. So all I'm saying is, game by game, and leave it at that. Game by game. Yeah, it's um, it's very good. Like what what the Yankees have been able to do. Um, so far in this series against Boston, we'll see what happens today. I think, you know, believe it or not, you know, some people are going to say, oh, you already won the series technically, but it's like we've been saying, you know, the, at this point, you got to have every game. You got to have every game. So right now, you got to have game three today against against Boston. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Minnesota and Toronto as of yet. Um, if, if Toronto loses, that kind of gives you a little bit of breathing room in the sense that if you don't win today's game, it's not the end of the world, but you'd like to have today's game. Um, they, they, they finally were able to solve, uh, 
Yavaldi, maybe we can finally solve Rodriguez. Maybe. Um, but make no mistake about it. Out of these these final nine and the tough final three series of the season for the Yankees, the most important one is the one that we're about to start against Toronto. In Toronto. Undoubtedly. It's, it's by far the most important one. As it stands right now, we are separated by two games for that second wild card spot. Boston, yeah, they just they're losing. They they lost the series to us right now, but they will go on from us to play the Orioles, and they will finish the season playing the Nationals, which means they have six straight games after this against sub five hundred teams, and not just sub five hundred teams, but like really bad teams. And let me let me let me throw this let me throw this real quick, Francis. Just mm-hmm. against the East at 40 and 32, they also beat up the Orioles. And against the National League, they're 13 and 4. Yeah. So and so the, the Red Sox have a very, very soft landing after losing this series to the New York Yankees. The Blue Jays. The Blue Jays will face us in the next series and then go on from there to face the Baltimore Orioles. So... Is, let me tell you something, folks. It's not gonna get it's it's not gonna get easy. There is for the New York Yankees. There is no soft landing. Right. The only thing that you can hope for is this: the best case scenario, because it's in their hands, is this: the Yankees come out and win today. Toronto loses today, and then the Yankees go on to take two of three minimum two or three yep minimum right. two of three That's from right. toronto in toronto which will not be an easy feat <clears throat> no, okay not at all i'll tell you right now this is what we're looking at game one is going to be kluber versus steven Matz. okay Matz is not a world beater he is not unbeatable he but beat the yankees up last but time he though. beat the crap out of the yankees because the yankees love to make guys like this look like <laughs> satchel fucking page yeah facts so it's really up to the Yankees. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the Yankees hit very well in the Rogers Center. And this is something that may play into this series. The New York Yankees have not taken a trip to the Rogers Center this season or last season for that matter because of everything with the COVID. So maybe the Yankees get up there and you know feel happy being in Toronto, playing in that park. The Yankees are a team that has historically hit pretty well in that park. Maybe they get to Mats. Game two is Garrett Cole versus Barrios. To me, this mm. is that game. Mm-mm-mm. This is that game. Okay, we wanted it. We wanted it from Cole on Friday. We didn't get it. It was a good performance. Good enough to win, yes. But it wasn't that performance. Game two against Toronto, we need that performance. If we, if we needed it Friday, we need it 10 times more Game two against Toronto. It's him versus Barrios. I'm not saying the Yankees can't beat Barrios. We have a history of, you know, hitting him well and playing him well. But again, you can't bank on that. Our lineup has shown that they can be very Jekyll and Hyde. We need Cole to come in and lock shit down. We need him to come in and lock shit down. The Yankees need that game. Because if it's one, if, if, if you drop one of the first two and you're going into game three against Robbie Ray, and our starters right now, it says undecided, but it's most likely going to be Nestor. Yep. As much as I love Nestor, Nestor can give us a good four in a, you know, four innings, five, five innings, five and a third innings. But at some point or another, we're going to have to put it together after that. And Robbie Ray is Robbie Ray. He strikes out a lot of guys in this lineup, strikes out, strikes a, out lot. a lot. Yep. 
So yep. it's either going to be the Jays are also home for the last six. Exactly. So so remember, remember, it's a game three is going to be <clears throat> it's, it's really simple to call. Really simple to call. It's either it's either going to be Robbie Ray is going to come out and dominate the Yankees for like six or seven innings with like 11, 12 strikeouts or something like that. Maybe give up a run or shut us out. Or the Yankees are going to do that thing where they go up against whoever the best pitcher is and they make him look like shit. It's got, if, if I had to call it, I'm saying it's going to be one of those two outcomes. Either yep. he shuts us down completely or we knock him out by like the fourth inning. Or some some crazy like that's the way I see it. It's gonna be one of those things. It's like when we were going up last year, game one against Shane Bieber, and everybody's like, oh, he's gonna shut us down. He's gonna shut them down. He's gonna shut them down. He's gonna shut them down. And they came out and they shut him down. It can either be that, or it can be the Yankees that show up like a little league team against Cy Young himself. Yeah, and so, I mean the Yankees have they they faced Ray twice this year and they've beat him up. You know they've done a good job against them. Um, first start of the year was against the Yankees. He went five innings, two earned runs, three runs overall. No, two earned mm. runs, I'm sorry. No, two runs overall. A mm. homer, three walks, three strikeouts only. Mm-hmm. Four and two-thirds, um, about a month later only, four and two-third innings, four earned runs, two home runs given up, only five strikeouts. But yeah, I'll just be fair here and say this. Second half, Robbie Ray has just been elite. Yes. I mean, super. I mean, you you go by month to month totals. I mean, look at his ERAs. First month of the year, month to month total. His April numbers was two seven eight. Um, his May numbers was four sixty. Mm-hmm. His June numbers two eighty six. July one ninety nine. August one seventy six. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he's throughout the year. You could tell even his walks were a little up early in the year. He had six walks against the Royals. That's the most he had. The rest of the way. I mean, he had more than maybe some months total. So he really got the control under command, which is something I said about Ray for years. If somebody could figure it out for him, he's elite. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he's showing it now. So the guy the Yankees faced before, that ain't the same guy they'll be seeing this time around. No, it'll – I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like – that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's going to be one of those two outcomes. I think it's going to be one of those two outcomes. I think, honestly, it'll either be that he comes in and shuts down and dominates – or they're gonna they're gonna wreck them. It's gonna yeah. be one of those. It's gonna be one of those. But you don't want it to get to that point where it's like we gotta have this game and we don't know which version of this guy we're gonna get. And if he dominates us, we're dead in the water. Yeah. Because they're leaving here to go play Baltimore, and we're leaving here to go play Tampa Bay, who will have already who who has already sealed up the division and all that shit already. So essentially, they'll just be preparing for the playoffs. But because it's Tampa Bay. They're not going to make it easy on the New York Yankees. No, they're going to so, want to knock the Yankees out. Yeah, they they they, they will they I mean, will why, love the opportunity. They would love the opportunity to get us the hell out of here. So that that is Toronto series is huge. If you're the New York Yankees, you have to come out the way you came out here in Boston. Better Take those first two games. Even better, better. Francis, no, you're right. That, you're right. that second right. game. I mean, yesterday's game was a game. Let me put yesterday's game. Yesterday's game is what we hoped for, for for the Yankees, right? Is that the homer would save them. Throughout yeah. the year, it hasn't because they just they haven't been able to get the big hit. Yesterday's game, up until the eighth inning, was the same shit we've seen all year. Yep. While scratching our heads saying, what the fuck? What are we doing? Yep. And then, boom, Stan actually got the hit. All year, that doesn't happen. No, but All it- year, that doesn't happen. So they need to be better than that. Yeah. 
if you i think the the, the important thing here the important thing here too is like our, our pitching is going to be you know in the spotlight against this toronto series we know what right. the toronto lineup does that's right we know what the toronto lineup does and we we need our pitching to come up big i don't expect kluber to give me seven shutout innings but i need kluber to give me at least at least get us into the sixth inning so five and a third or something like that and two runs or less if he gives you that trust me that is more than enough from Corey kluber against that blue jays lineup that lineup does damage if he gets you into the sixth inning with a two with a with down down two or less or tied or you're up one or two you're good you're good to go that's good the bullpen has to pick it up from there which I feel a lot more confident about. Obviously, like we said, we got Severino there. They say Herman's coming back. Um, they say Herman, yeah, they say Herman's coming back already. Um, the interesting thing um, is Tyone is is expected to be activated on this week. Also, they're saying against so the Blue Jays potentially. They're, they're saying against the Blue Jays. So I'm I'm personally penciling in. Nestor for the third game of that series. It may very well be Tyone pitching against uh, Robbie Ray in that game, which means even more because he's coming off the IL and before heading to the IL, he was scuffling. So if that's going to be the case in that third game, you got to, you really need those first two because a lot, I'm telling you, if you win today and you take the first two coming out of that series, you will still have a lead over the Blue Jays of at least two games. Right. Correct. Blue Jays could go on. <clears throat> they could go on to sweep Baltimore. They could go on to sweep Baltimore. But all you would have to do is take two of three from Tampa Bay and you're in. Right. And you're in. Right. If you lose two of three to the Blue Jays, you have to sweep Tampa Bay. And you also, I think you also would have to hope that Tampa Bay, that, that Toronto loses a game to Baltimore, which is chances are that's not going to happen, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Anyway, right. all of this to say, this next series is the most important series of no the season. No doubt about it. I know we've no said this a lot, it. but at this point, there are seven games left and three of the seven are against the team who is right on our ass, just two games out. And by the way, um, the Blue Jays, uh, Danny Jansen just hit a three-run home run, so it's three-nothing Blue Jays right now. There you go. In the top of the second, um, yeah. as you guys are, you guys watching this are going to be a few hours ahead of us, so you'll already know um where yeah. the Blue Jays are. But quickly with a three-nothing lead, of Manoa's on the mound, who's been very good this year for for the Jays. Um, but um, Monty needs to be good today. Monty has been excellent. He's been underrated last fifteen sure. games, which is basically the second half of the season. Three and five record. This is a guy you don't even look at that because it's just been so unfair for him when it comes to the offense. 2.96 ERA, 79 innings, only 72 hits, 29 walks, 86 strikeouts. He's become much more of a strikeout pitcher, which is always nice because, you know, it just it it means a little more dominance, right? You get out of certain things oh, yeah. when you're a strikeout guy. He has more than a strikeout an inning this year. The first time he's ever done that in his career in an actual full season, which he only got two of them now, which is uh, 17 and 21. Mm -hmm. Um, But Monty has been exceptionally good this season, and they need him today uh, to beat the Boston Red Sox. But um, Francis, I mean, we covered everything. You know, we talked about where it is now. Oh, damn, I just thought about this. Next time that we do this, we'll be what? what? What game will that be? Will we even have... Well, we will. Next yeah, time we we'll, do we'll this, it'll game. be we'll be in the middle of the series against uh, Tampa. Tampa. 
So this, I think, we I may think, know the yeah, season. We may know the, the season. I was going to say, yeah, I think by the next time, by the next time you guys get an episode from us, we will, we will know the demise. Holy of this cow, team. we will. And we'll actually, Whether, you guys will actually be watching us during the Rays game because that game is a 305 game next Sunday. Wow. So yeah, oh, yeah, Francis is right, man. By the time we record it on Saturday, likely, yeah, we will, we'll, we'll be right there. We'll, we'll, we'll know yeah. what the Yankees are likely their faith is going to be. Yeah. Here's to hoping that that last game of the season is not a must win. I needed a shot right now. We we had to do a shot. Here's the <laughs> here, here's the hoping. Here's here's the hoping that that one's not the must win. So we'll see, but um, but man, be, it is it is tough. what it is. It is what it is, man. And and I'll see, but um, yeah, that that's all that's all I have today. It's a uh, week. You got one, anything else, Francis? Week. Is it one That's week it. away, man? Let the Guys, anticipation build. Let it build. One, 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 one week of this regular season stuff to go. The Yankees' fate is in their hands, like Judge has been saying. So, either way, on, it's, guys, it's on them. It's on them. Either way, Team NY News will be with you. That's a fact. Either you guys way, already we know. will be here. Um, I have built a dope, dope, dope template. For us, that is going to premiere in January. I am going to let everything premiere in January, guys, because we'll have some announcements coming up, uh, likely in December, I would say. Um, maybe maybe late November. Depends. Depends. But we'll have some big announcements coming up for you guys. Uh, try to do it in a pretty cool way, too. Maybe an interactive way and things like that to get you guys a little more involved in what we got coming out. Uh, 2022 season is going to be something special. But for Team NY News, um, we're focused right now on what the Yankees are going to do going forward. So, Francis, as you always say, Lead us yeah, with the outro. Know. Yeah, I already know. Stay, stay tuned. Keep it locked because the next episode is the best episode. <laughs> yes, it is. And I, I think Montel, Montel Jordan, I'm gonna have to steal your line, man. Um, <laughs> um, he ain't using it anymore. <laughs> he's not using it no more. No, we'll, we'll never come whack on a designated spitters track. That's a fact. There we go. <laughs> That's how it goes. So Montel, wherever you are, thank you, fam. Thank, Thank you. You, you got that it. one for you. You ain't using it no more. You good, fam. All right, folks. As you guys always know, like, share, and subscribe, especially that last one. Guys, subscribe to the page. You're not going to want to miss it. Turn those notifications on because if you're missing this, you're missing out. I'll tell you right now. It's a fact. All right, fam. For Francis Lee, go follow him. at one Francis Lee. For myself, talk to you guys next time. Thank you. Yeah, tell you